I'm Robin Miller Brecker. And I'm Karen Lenzer. Welcome to Seeking Center, the podcast. Join us each week as we have the conversations and weed through the spiritual and holistic clutter for you. We'll boil it down to what you need to know now. We're all about total wellness, which to us means building a healthy life on a physical, mental, and spiritual level. We'll talk to the trailblazers who will introduce you to the practices, products, and experiences that may be just what you need to hear about to transform your life. If you're listening to this, it's no accident. Think of this as your seeking center and your place to seek your center. And for the best wellness and spiritual practitioners, experts, products, experiences, and inspo, visit theseekingcenter.com. What's in the cards for 2024? Literally. We called one of our soul sisters, tarot therapist, Michelle Nolan, to get a read on what this year may have in store for you. Michelle has an undeniable and clear connection to spirit, and she has her own unique way of using tarot. She's going to give us her take on the energy of this year for the collective. And while she wouldn't also call herself an astrologer, she's extremely versed in all things astrology and is able to marry the influences of the stars and the planets with the energy of the cards. If you're curious about what may be ahead and you want to feel more prepared and intentional with this year, you don't want to miss this conversation. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Robin. How are you? Oh, I'm excited for this conversation. Me too. too. I know. We don't know, right? We don't know what's going to happen. No, we don't know what's going to happen. What's in store? 2024. Hopefully it's different than 2023, right? Yes. I am praying. I feel like there is a different energy. And you and I were talking before we got going today. We're now in February. January was so different than last January and the January before that. We're already feeling that shift. Yeah, it's faster. So changes might be happening faster. We might need to get on board a little quicker, but that's all good. Yeah. And for those who haven't heard your previous episodes on Seeking Center, can you explain what tarot therapy is and how you're able to connect with the cards? Yes. So I consider myself a tarot therapist. I focus more on healing and focus on soul path awareness and spiritual guidance and removing energetic blocks that can hinder us from really elevating our collective consciousness, our own internal consciousness, so that we feel like we're in flow with the purpose of our life, why we're here, and having a better understanding of the situations in our life that might be hard, might be difficult, but to take the lesson from those situations instead of trying to fight against it. And you do that so well. I know I've had many readings with you and they're always the story of where I am at that point. You're able to create the story and then you help to articulate the energy and also to clear what is in my way of getting to really living my purpose for being here, mm-hmm. which is ongoing, Michelle. <laughs> purpose is hard, right? If it was easy, it probably wouldn't be your purpose. And it's ongoing, right? It's, it is the story of our lives. There's something that's driving, that drives all of us, I'd say. Yeah. And the lessons, and if you're a believer in past lives and a believer in having a soul, that we're learning a lot of new things this time around. Yeah. And to your point of past lives, where each lifetime is here to teach us something different. Mm-hmm. We're continually evolving. And 
I feel so grateful because we get to discuss this all the time for each other and now Mm -hmm. for the collective. That's why we're excited to do this reading today and talk about the energy of 2024. And you have a really good idea and way that you're going to do this because this is not something that you do all the time, this type of Yeah, Yeah. And being in the sphere, just like you, there are some very talented predictive readers, predictive astrologers who really focus in on kind of that 3D happenings in the world. Obviously, that's not what I do. I'm focused on the healing, the energetic blocks, being in a flow state, really understanding where you're headed so that it's hyper intentional when the energy comes towards you, that you're using it in the highest vibration possible and you're not trying to resist it or change it. Yes. And thank you for making that clear to everyone. I love using that term soul path awareness. Everyone has an individual one, but the people in our lives usually are there on our soul path for a reason to teach us something and vice versa. And we have to look at them as higher than just those individuals. We're looking at them as souls that have been on our path for a reason. And what are they trying to show us? How are they guiding us? Who's involved in my life that's redirecting me or showing me something that I haven't seen yet? That's right. You can get stuck in the 3D a little bit, I think. Yeah. And just to that point, before we get going, for those that are listening, the people that challenge you the most in this life can be your greatest teachers. Absolutely. Most of the time, I think that's the case. And yes, you can be frustrated by them. (laughs) And if you can also take a moment and really thank them for Mm -hmm. challenging you. Because to your point, that is where the redirection comes, or that is where the aha moment for you comes in, because Mm -hmm. you really get to stand in who you are. Yes. And that's where I think that elevation of spirituality really is. You are beyond yourself. Yes. And each calendar year gives you a new opportunity to reflect. In my opinion, it's more about the reflection Mm -hmm. of time in that sense. Yeah. And a lot of times time in tarot, some practitioners think time is non-linear, which when we talk about energy, probably that's true. But my take normally is that there is definitely present embodiment of energy that you deal with. So when I work with clients, when they come into my space, they're dealing with something energetically right now. And they want to be able to use that energy right now, not what's going to happen three months from now, now how it's going to change six months from now, but how do I be my best right now? That's right. And I actually love that you're bringing that up because in the readings that you do for individuals and the tarot therapy of it all, when you talk about nonlinear and in that present, you start in that present moment. And then through the channeling that you do with spirit and the cards, you really do go back in time and get the energy of what led them to that present moment. And then you do look forward. It's again, not predictive in that nature, but you're able to get an idea of what is the energy that's coming up. And that's what the cards and spirit help you do. I always tell people, if we get to a great state of being, we're actually running parallel to ourselves, being able to see that in our 3D world, what's happening and being separate from that and detached. We're in the parallel sense, we're watching it. And so we're allowing it 
Oh, that's cool. I love that visual. That's so good. Because it really then goes to that idea of if you can look at yourself, looking at your life right now, you're writing it. You are the creator and you are the storyteller of your life. And so imagine if you are an author and you're Mm -hmm. writing a book and you're looking at yourself as a character. Yeah. And to me, it's co-creation, right? Some of the clients that come into me want to solve a problem, right? We need to find the answers. And I think that spiritually speaking, that's what a lot of people try to do. That's why we're probably going to talk about 2024. I want to know what's up for 2024 so I can deal with everything, have all the right answers and all the right solutions to what's coming onto my path. But that really isn't what you're asking. What you're asking is, I don't want to know. I want to be better when I'm there. Oh yeah, that is so true. So it's how are you going to use that energy? You usually say to high vibe it, you know, to plug yeah, it elevate up. it because I look at energy as there is no energy that is bad. There's the yin and yang of all energy. And so how do I place myself in the highest vibration form of that energy? Might be seemingly difficult on the outset, but there is a element in there that is important and significant and why we're in it and why it's present in our life. So I do stay away from that predictive outcome type of tarot because I am a big believer in we are creating and manifesting all the time and what we want to happen hopefully in our life. But it doesn't mean that there isn't a spiritual element that's co-creating with us to help us move along. And I want to give people an example. If you're listening to this right now, I'm not sure exactly, of course, what happened in your life at the end of 2023. However, a lot of people that I talked to, including you, Michelle, and Mm -hmm. including myself, had a really challenging end of 2023. Like things happened out of nowhere that challenged us I know with you, it was really physical. You were in a car accident. For Mm -hmm. me, it was emotional and physical. I had something happen with a family member of mine and the energy of that. I'm bringing that up because it can manifest in all these different ways. However, it was the energy of December, in my opinion, and into beginning of January. That was so challenging. And it was there to teach, I know me, the depths of emotion that I have and also depth of love that I have for others and for the world and for myself and make me stronger and grow and evolve. And I know for you, it may have been in a different form, but again, very similar themes. And so no one says, I want to go through that. We usually don't. (laughs) Some people would say, oh, well, that was bad energy. But actually, if you can just say that was the energy of December and this is right. And this is how it taught me about myself. Yeah. If you think of it because of the yin and yang and the canceling out of that polarity, energy is neutral. So who's the element in there? Who's the variable that changes that energy? That's right. We are perspective, how we use it what we do with it. So I think a lot of times think that what's happening outside of ourselves is so unpredictable, uncontrollable, that we don't have any ability to change anything. But really, when it comes down to it, it's a perspective change of how to use that first. Oh, that's like total light bulb moment. That's huge. How do you use it? How do you use it? How do you use what you seemingly would call bad energy? 
which again, I don't think yeah. that's ever true, but it's something to learn. And what it also does is in seemingly good energy, when, mm-hmm. you, when you do feel like you're in the flow because it feels really good, mm-hmm. it's all, it's recognized. And that does feel really good. Like when you know you're in complete synchronicity with things, mm-hmm. it's bottling that up to know in those other situations that feel challenging, it then magnifies because it's to your point, it comes back to neutral. It helps balance each other out. Right. But it's a practice. That's why we meditate. That's why we are even encouraged and hopeful through spirituality, whatever form the belief is, because we are trying to learn how to masterfully be our best self in our life. We have huge potential that we're always trying to get to, right? Whether I think people don't like to talk about that, like what their weaknesses are, what they think they can't change, what their faults are, something they think is just set. They are stuck or there's no way out. I hear that all the time in my practice. And that is where hopefully the practice of what we do and what we're talking about right now, Robin, being hyper aware of when you're presently in an energy that's like that to learn how to deal with that and learn how to change it in the sense that you're not changing or resisting the energy, but you're giving some gratitude for what you're learning from that energy. That's right. That is a goal. And the more you can recognize those moments, the more you are elevating. And then before you know it, you're just a better person over time. Yeah. For yourself, which affects others. I love that we're giving people this context as we now go into talking about the energy of this year, 2024. Great. All right, let's do it. Good context. We're not predicting world events. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) If I could do that, I would have won the lottery. I agree. Me too. (laughs) Okay. So we're first going to talk about this first quarter of the year, January through March, and just see how we've entered. How did our souls enter the space of 2024? Okay. And what we're working with here. Okay. So I'm getting the Ace of Swords. The Ace of Swords is my card of what I like to say, truth with a capital T. Okay. It's air energy. So when you think of air, you think of thinking, decision-making, big decisions. What is real for me? What's my reality? And where do I want to be in my real life? Not in concept, not in abstraction. What hard decisions do I need to get to terms with so that I can make some moves in my life? So starting, I love that because we're really starting the year with First, being real with ourselves. We can't do an Ace of Swords moment and be unrealistic. We can't do an ace of swords moment and say to ourselves, maybe I'm like this. Maybe I want this. We're starting with the energy of, no, I know this is what I want. I know this is who I am. I know this is where I want to go. And because it's in my mind first and I'm clear about it, then I can do something about it. That's a big energy to just out the gate to start. Sure is. Okay. So I feel like what I'm picking up here, energetically speaking, with that ace of swords is I think people had a lot of reality checks that needed to happen pretty quickly. Okay. Wow. I can't run away from this situation anymore, whatever it is. I can't hide it under a rug. I can't ignore it. Whatever it is that I need to change or whatever it is I need to come to terms with. The universe is saying, no, we're dealing with this right now. This is ringing true in my life. So I don't know about everyone else who's listening. Okay. So from that Ace of Swords, we go to the Lovers card. Now the Lovers is a major arcana and that's a beautiful energy. 
The lovers is about connection. Now, it doesn't have to be in a romantic sense. It doesn't have to be in an intimate sense. It's about connecting at a level that could be spiritual, could be to our passions, could be to others in our lives that we feel like maybe we have disconnected from or we're just not really jiving right now. But it's really that connection is what's important, okay? Knowing, starting with the Ace of Swords to the lovers is saying, I want to be real with how I live my life and what I live with passion, live with drive, live with motivation, live with the idea that whoever I'm connecting to and whatever I'm connecting for, whether it be my work or people, is authentic and true because I want to do this. I want that connection. I want to live my life with passion. That gets a bad rap sometimes because we think living our life with passion might not be successful. Living our life with passion might be frivolous and not practical. But what I'm getting from this energy right off the gate is it's a pretty hot energy. Dealing in truth, living with passion, let's get moving. Okay, that's a pretty strong drive right there. Sure is. And I would say for those listening, to your point about how passion in that sense could get a bad rap. I would also say when you don't have passion for whatever you're doing on a day-to-day basis, I'm not just talking from like a work career perspective. If you don't have passion in your life, your soul can feel like it's dying. Absolutely. How many people have we met in our life who say, I hate my fucking job. I hate what I do. I would live a different life if I could. That's right. Who's telling you you can't? That's why I tell people all the time. I'm like, you're sitting here as a very capable person to do what you want to do. I actually had a conversation with a good friend of mine just this morning, Robin. So maybe this is connected. And she made a comment to me and said, because she actually is out of work right now and she's been trying to figure out her next move. And she said, you're really lucky, Michelle, that you get to make money off of what you love to do. And I said to her, you know what? We all can do that. That's right. I'm not the lucky one. It's not me. You're here because of your passions. You're here because of your talents. You're here because of what you bring to the world that's authentic and individual. People want to connect with that. If we haven't proven that with the advent of social media, with the advent of all the ways we can connect now and how authentic we could be in the world you the okay. So I think the recognition first with that Ace of Swords is saying, figure it out, figure out what you truly want, figure out what you are really connected to, dedicated to, whether that be a job, a talent, a person, it doesn't matter. It's saying, figure it out and then do it. It is such a reality check. It is a reality check. And then it's also giving everyone listening confidence that if you do that, you really do an inventory on yourself, on what matters and what you are passionate about. That energy is if you are intentional about it, it's going to propel you forward. So let's keep going. Okay. So into the rest of this first quarter of the year, we have the sun card and the emperor card together, which I don't usually pull to, but that kind of came out together. So those are, again, big energies. And this is how I felt. I know you did, Robin. We were speaking about this before, that this energy felt strong out of the gate. This is not a, oh, we're just going to roll into this year. This is, here we go. Level up people like time is now. So when I get that sun and the emperor together, that is putting structure 
to your happiness, putting a format around it. What's in my routine from a day to day that actually makes me happy? Again, son and lovers, very connected, but it's actually having the confidence to give something some structure, right? If we're starting from our thought process of, okay, what really makes me happy? What am I connected to? And then the next step is how do I make that real in my life? How do I give it some kind of grounding of foundation so that at least I'm putting that into routine in my life? Okay. So the emperor card boldly is saying, don't just think about it. Don't just fall in love with it. Do it. Make it happen. Okay. Wow. Like I can feel it. And maybe the way I'm talking is botting that a little bit. It's a little aggressive, right? It's a little aggressive, but it's all, it's not weighty in the sense that it is heavy in any type of negativity. It's like a very positive. Uh, I feel that. I feel like that. let's move. Let's do it. Let's move. Okay. And you so, can start that in the smallest of ways and have it built. Absolutely. But it's also what the emperor is recognizing that you as an individual are in charge of your life. Nobody else, no other thing, no other person, no other thing you're attached to, no obligations. Stop making excuses. It goes to what we were talking about prior to beginning the reading, which is two things. One, we actually have control of our mm-hmm. own lives and we have to take responsibility for that and for the energy that we bring to ourselves and to the collective on a daily basis. So if you Mm -hmm. take both of those together and you marry that with this card and with Mm -hmm. this energy that seems to be coming through, it makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Because right after that, another big energy actually is the 10 of coins or the 10 of pentacles. And that is about tangible success. Okay. Tangible. When I think of the 10 of coins is let's say I want to drop 20 pounds this year, which is right. And that's not just talking about it. That's okay. This can be successful if I actually put structure around how to do that. I want to get that new job. Yes, that is that energy. What's beautiful about this is the universe is basically saying, you want this, you want to be successful in whatever it is you're trying to be successful in, it's here for you. It's here. You actually have to connect to it though. You have to connect to it. You can't squash it by saying, eh, maybe six months from now. It's here right now. This is the energy right now, out of the gate. So it's like a lot. Like the universe is, here you go. You can have all the things. What do you want to do? I actually am excited about this energy. Yeah, I love it. But it's scary too, right? Because that Ace of Swords hangs out for me a little bit in this reading right now, or this particular part of the reading, because you have to be really honest with yourself. Very honest about what's holding you back, what's not making you happy, what you think you don't have control over, and then sit with that. Because the ending of this first three months I'm seeing is this Four of Swords energy, which is a very different energy than the rest that I just spoke about. The Four of Sora's energy is the reflection, okay? The reflection, it goes into, and the healing, but it goes into the reflection of knowing, I think in this three-month period, what it is you want, what it is you want to accomplish, and then taking that pause probably towards the end here, reflecting on what the next big move is. That Four of Swords, though, is a little bit of a call in this process of asking yourself, what is it do I need to heal up in myself or in my current situation or with another person to have this? Because that step cannot be skipped. 
it is, if you harness this energy, it is forcing you to really look at yourself. Very much. Like Like naked, like super naked. Super naked. The lovers kind of digs that vibe anyway. Yeah. It's almost like I look at the whole thing just to sum that up in this first three months. It is intimately connecting with yourself and what you are able to achieve. That is huge. And how synchronistic that it would be at the beginning of a calendar year for all of us, Mm -hmm. where many times a lot of people set intentions prior to the Mm -hmm. new year, but this is really having you look at yourself and then use the rest of the, I'm excited to see what else is going to be revealed here in terms of energy. But really to me, it's setting you up for success. And when I say success in meaning what you choose to achieve and for yourself and really doing that work of digging deep. Right. Because if that four swords wasn't here in this first part, what we could do with this energy, if we were low vibing it, right, is say on the surface, oh, I know all the things I need to do. I got my list. Here we go. It's all lined up for me. I'm excited. It's the beginning of the year. Let's get moving. But we are missing the part of the reflection of saying, is this really what I want anymore? Has something changed for me? Do I need to heal something with a situation with myself, with another person before I can truly have this emperor with 10 of coins energy, which is saying it's long-term success. This is not something that is short-lived. We're doing something foundational. I'm actually pretty in awe of these cards because I know just even Michelle, you and I, talk personally, and it just so resonates majorly. And I think many people listening, this will resonate. And that reflection part's so important, I think, for real change, for real transformation to happen, you need to do that. For long-lasting change. Yeah, for long-lasting change. And it speaks so much to what Karen and I believe Seeking Center stands for Mm -hmm. and, and what we want to create out in the world to showcase to people that to make real transformation. So I'm just in awe of the way that this is. Yeah, me too. I haven't done this reading yet either. So I know I am just witnessing it alongside doing it. So let's get into the second quarter, spring, April, May, June, and what will be happening energetically during this time. And hopefully we'll use that first part of the year appropriately and we're ready to go. So that first part, Interesting enough, and I know you're going to love this, Robin, because we talk about all the time about the way I read is I use a lot of different decks because if cards come out that are the same, that's really important to me. And those are important highlights. So I'm just going to show you, but the four swords energy was the ending. Yep. And the beginning of the next quarter is the following is the four swords. So the interest there is that we come into April a little quieter because we've been in that that reflection mode, okay? We've been in maybe that healing mode. We've been in a little bit of a lull, a pause, because we want to do things right for the long term, right? So that four of swords goes into that five of swords energy, which the five of swords is a little rougher, okay? Maybe we've lost a little steam. Maybe we have thought to ourselves, Wow, all of that excitement and that energy that I was feeling at the beginning of the year hit a little bit of a wall and I've lost a little steam in moving forward, okay? But the five of swords, just like I like to say, we do not want to get caught up 
in negative energy, if we consider it negative energy, we, we want to stay neutral, understand what that energy is about and what the highest vibration of that energy is. The five of swords energy is a little bit about anything in our life that we feel like we're self-sabotaging. Anything in our life that could potentially be a loss, could potentially we could do something the same way we've always done it because it might be easy, might be what we know. It might be comfortable, but ultimately, the why this Four of Swords was here before that is we want to change that. We don't want to do it the same way again. We were already forced to deal with our truth very early in the year. So when the universe comes back and says, you sure you understood yourself? You sure? Then you're like, okay, I'm not going to do it that same way anymore. I'm not going to do it that way. Because what's interesting that comes right after that is the seven of wands, which is where we hold that conviction of what we really wanted at the beginning of the year. And we say two of pentacles right after that. I have a choice. I'm not wavering. I have a choice. I am going to stick to my guns here. I have a choice. I am going to stay in that embodiment of my truth, my decisions, my passions, living my life to be successful, to achieve what I set out from the beginning of the year. And I'm going to hold true to that in this second quarter, even though things might get a little prickly. You're going to be tested. Yeah. But the testing to me isn't, I'm not getting that energy, that vibe of being tested in a very big way these like big moments of having to a crossroad i'm getting that testing when things aren't happening as fast as we want it to happen and we start going into old patterns we right. start going into the comfort zone right we start being like it is a little easier to do it the way i did it before maybe i was wrong about what i actually really considered at the beginning of the year to be true so that's self-sabotage okay so that second quarter has a little bit of a lull very different than that first quarter but the two of pentacles now to the queen of pentacles tells me what the emperor and the queen of pentacles how they speak to each other is in a very earth energy the queen of pentacles is patient she is nurturing something to see it grow over the long term and be fruitful if you are robin in business right trying to get to the next level trying to you see the end game and it requires a lot of hard work effort but more than anything patience patience and dedication and commitment so this second quarter tests commitment what are you committed to that you were so excited about in the beginning of the year that sounded was real great and full force i love this i know myself i know what i want to accomplish and that second quarter, you get a little stuck because you actually have to put in the work. Okay. You have to actually put in the work, making the commitment and whatever changes go along with that. Mm -hmm. So that you're doing things differently. And I think the heart of this second quarter with that seven of wands tells me very much about self-conviction. The better we know ourselves, the more authentic we are, or the less reactive we are to situations outside of ourselves, to people that try to influence us, the truer our path is. I keep seeing, for me, when I'm intuiting, I tend to get very visual mm -hmm. and I keep seeing it's like underlining who we are, like in red. This is, you did your reality check in those first few months and now in these next three months. This is who you are. And so you're really standing in the truth mm -hmm. of who you yeah. are and where you want to go. And right. you are 
going into that place of where you want to go potentially differently than you've ever done it before because you really know who you are. And that self-reflection that we talked about at the end of that first quarter going into the first, into the second one is what's important. Because if we didn't do that, if we were just gung-ho about starting off the year and getting all swept up in that energy, we wouldn't have done the reflection about, is this the direction that's That's right? right. Yes. And it's super key that you did that in the end of March, let's say, and then you're doing it again as you're leading into those next few months. And there's the opportunity, because again, we like to look at energy that's coming up and how we deal with it. That five of swords, it's a very easy out. It's a very easy out to sabotage yourself. We do it so easily to ourselves all the time. And we don't even recognize it because we're used to it. That's right. And because no one's going to tell us otherwise. And I love that we're talking about this right now. So for those listening, remember this, come back to this and we're keep going on with this reading, but come back to this. Okay. So past into the third quarter, getting into summertime now, right? So that would be July, August, September. Okay. We We ended that last quarter with the Queen of Pentacles, which is the patience, the dedication, the commitment, right? Committing to the growth, whatever that's applying to, but understanding that foundational growth isn't overnight in yourself, in your relationships, in your business. It's not overnight. Coming into that next quarter, we have the High Priestess. The High Priestess is a very spiritual card, one of the most spiritual cards in the deck. And that talks about really settling in to that spiritual space of less resistance into intuition, into the subtleties of what's happening around you, what's happening inside of you, and really staying in touch there. Okay, that's a very intentional energy. It's saying, I might need to not be actively making big power moves right now, but I am very in tune with all the subtle changes that are happening within me and outside of me. So it is, again, a little bit of a meditative state, a little bit of a quieter type of energy, but it is very connected, which is if we remember in the beginning of the year, that lover's card is about connection. So when we were being forced to connect with ourselves intimately, coming into that third quarter, we're being reminded that of our spiritual self, of who we are internally, of who we are external to anything else that's happening outside of us. High Priestess goes into the perspective of the Hangman card. That is another very spiritual card, but that's a little different. And I will tell you, in all of my line of work, this is the place that people hate the most, okay? Because particularly in our American society, we like to be productive. We like to see results. We like to not be stalled. Who wants to wait in the line for anything? So perspective or the hangman card is what I like to call the spiritual pause. This is when whatever's happening in your life, you get to be put on hold. Someone's holding you down, holding you back. You feel like you can't make any moves right now. And no matter what you're trying, it's not actually happening. But there is a reason for this. It's a reason for this energy. It's because if you allow it in and you surrender to this energy, and it's very difficult, you get to be enlightened about something else outside of you and about yourself that you didn't recognize before. You get to be forced to be learning a lesson about yourself that you didn't get to learn maybe prior. 
or that you are actually being held for a different timing for something. And we don't like that. No one likes that. We're like, I should be in charge here. I should be in charge. And yes, we've talked about this around. We're always in charge of our destiny, where we want to go. But again, resistance is key here. Do not fight the energy of non-movement. Don't fight it. There is a reason in your life in this stage that is actually asking you to quiet down. And it's making me also remind people to think about that parallel path of you looking at you. Yes. And recognizing, don't judge it, recognize that to your point, there's a reason you're being held for whatever Mm -hmm. period of time this is midsummer, that there is power in the pause. Power in the pause. There's power in the pause. There's something here to most likely be learned and also most likely for you to even achieve something in a greater way than you most likely could have imagined because you're not resisting. To me, it's like trust. Trust. Exactly. And I always like to tell people this, if you really believe in spiritual work, people say, I'm spiritual, I'm XYZ, I believe in energy. But no, if you're really a believer in that, you believe that you are co-creating. So you are not fully in charge all the time. There is something else that's trying to also help you, an energy that's trying to get to you. So the way I look at it is, you know, high priestess perspective energy is saying, you don't have this right now. We got it. There's a surrender there, right? So there's a total surrender. That's that's an absolute surrender. Yeah. So use it as an opportunity to surrender. Mm -hmm. And to just trust, like you said, that there are things in the works. There are things in the works outside of your knowledge, outside of you being able to comprehend, even even outside of, let's say, if you're just with one other person, and this is like a personal relationship, understanding what the other person is really feeling and thinking, this is not a time to understand that. This is a time to just let that person be, right? It will come later. But this is a very hard place for us most of the time. And it's helpful to be prepared. Be prepared. So finishing out that order in very interesting right after that perspective hangman is the ace of wands which is the restart oh my goodness yes yes Yes. like three two one action okay so that is it so the reason a lot of times we have that pre-energy into this ace of wands which is that fiery moment of action is we need to balance some energy out before we have the drive to make a big change or make a big decision or make a big move. This is very different than the Ace of Swords, which we talked about in the beginning. The Ace of Wands is the action of it now. Okay. This is like, what move am I actually making for myself here? I've done all the work up to this point. I've connected with myself intimately about my passions and where I want to be. That's going to create happiness and success. I've maybe had a lull to make sure I don't repeat mistakes and don't do it the way I did it before. And now into this third quarter, we've really done that strong pause to say, all right, when I make this move now, it's going to be full of drive and energy to change. Okay. And then right after that, the three of wands and then the star seed, which is the fool card, which means that three of wands energy is we've set the course. Okay. We've set the course. Now there's no point of return with that three of wands. We see that path ahead now pretty clearly. And that star seed or the fool card is saying, wow, now 
This is third quarter. Now I feel like I started. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, because the star seed in the fool card is all about the journey beginning with a fresh slate. So you can apply that anywhere. If you're really beginning with a fresh slate, there is no emotional baggage. There is no, I'm going to do it how I did it before. There is no, that career I spent 20 years in, but I really am not happy there. No, this fool, if you were to do the fool card way, you're probably doing something completely different. To me, I think what's so eye-opening and exciting is there is so much transformation going on over these nine months. It's pretty internal. I will say like this, this level of energy, the overall vibe of it feels to me like if I was to encapsulate everything up to this point. And I think a lot of it seems to be about authenticity. That's what it seems to me more than anything else. Being very truthful with your life, yourself, being non-reactive to outside influence, outside situations, external things that could eat at that truth or eat at that authenticity. And then towards the end of the year, we're gaining that momentum to really be that. This energy of, if we look at the lover's card from the beginning of the year, true love for yourself, for others, for the world at large has to start with total Honesty. Ruth with a capital T. I love that's the way that you started. Ruth with a capital T. What we're searching for. Truth. Yes. And staying there. And it doesn't seem to be the most active as far as externally speaking on how you're showing up maybe in situations or in the world out up until that point, up until towards the end of that third quarter. And then we're like ready to go. So it's a little longer than I was expecting because all that energy was so big and bold in the beginning of the year. But I think that energy in the beginning of the year was to have the motivation to do this, okay? Which to me also lines up with the whole Pluto Aquarius beginning of this year, which it goes in and out throughout this year and then will be more permanent as of next year. And so there's some correlation to that too. Yeah, because if we think of Aquarian energy is one detached energy, it's not emotional, but it's really about getting rid of convention, getting rid of the past, getting rid of anything that has to do with how I've done something, how something works, how it's supposed to work. We're not asking those questions anymore. With Aquarian energy, we're saying, how could it be? What could I be like? What could the world look like? It has an energy of invention. It has an energy of creating something that hasn't existed before. So it's not surprising because of that Pluto and Aquarian, those that is already showing up in the beginning of the year in the sense of almost being the dreamer. You have to be the big dreamer first and believe it that it could be in reality and then go into, okay, what do I need to remove out of my life that's not going to be able to help me accomplish this and get all set up for that so that towards that end of that third quarter, we are in Aquarian energy with the fool, which there's nothing reminiscent about old in that energy. It so lines up. And one other point before we finish the year, when we had Stevie on to talk about this from an astrological perspective, she talked about Uranian energy in that April-ish timeframe. So to me, that we're being, in quotes, tested, Mm -hmm. we're really having to ask ourselves, are we doing things the same way? All of that. I think that Uranian energy also adds to that validity that something will come into our lives 
that will make us question have to really stand true in how we react to it. And exactly. Will then keep us moving forward, but it's all around that time frame. It, yeah, that time frame is like something testing your conviction. It really aligns with what Stevie is talking about from an astrological perspective. Yeah, I like that. Uranian yeah. energy is all about change. Uranian energy is all about breaking molds, not doing things the way you've done it. But it is a choice, right? It's, you cho- it's a choice. Energy is That's season. Right. Right. Yep. I think that's why that's here in that energy is like that five of swords screams at me as that self-sabotage of doing it in an old way, doing so it the bad. way that didn't win, wasn't successful for you the first time you did it or the 10th time you did it or the 45th time you've done it. So why is it going to be successful now? And then we're going into this end of the year mm-hmm. with this fresh, clean slate and coming out of the gate. OK, from that full energy coming into that last quarter of the year. We started with the Queen of Wands, which I think, Robin, you might know this. And I've talked about this maybe because I think you've gotten the Queen of Wands a couple of times. Yes, I have. But the Queen of Wands, to me, is like she is the embodiment of passion and creativity. But creativity is a very broad sense because creativity embodies that authenticity that I'm talking about. She is driven to be herself. And it doesn't matter about gender. She's driven to be who she is in the world. So if you want to look at it like a spiritual coming out of the closet, that's what it is. Wow. I have the chills. And you think about that. We're talking about this full circle from questioning and that reality check from the beginning of the year to Mm -hmm. then ending the year as coming out of the spiritual closet or whatever it may be, that commitment to your passion in all. Yeah. Commitment to use yourself. Like I said, this is very, this whole reading up to this point is very self-oriented first in your own personal truth about who you are, who you want to be in the world. And how do you connect that? How do you connect yourself to others and to the world by just being you? And there's no greater gift to the world, honestly. No greater gift. You're here. You're here. Yeah. (laughs) Enough proof, right? Exactly. So Queen of Wands, interesting enough, goes to the King of Wands. So again, gender doesn't matter in tarot. Queen to the King is a level up. It's a level up. The queen needed to come out and say, here I am, worlds. This is what I'm about. This is what I love. I want to show myself. And I'm going to move into this final stage of the year with that passion, with that drive. And then the king of wands even elevates that even more with the knight of cups together because it came out together. Talking about now the movement with passion, that elevated movement with passion because the king of wands is a little different than the queen. The queen kind of exposes herself. That's how I look at it. She's exposing who she is, her confidence, her authenticity, that truth of who she is. The king says, now I want to do something with that. With that knight of cups here, it tells me how much you are falling in love with the movement of the passion of what you're trying to accomplish. That's cool. And here's the thing about the king also. In this state of energy, this is very inspiring to others. I'm blown away. It's pure life. If we think of the wands energy, queen and king, we think of that as when you see someone that, and we all know people like this, you see that person living life and you see that person, you're like, man, 
That is some magnetism right there. Mm-hmm. I want to live like that. Yes. It's well, not it's about, almost like you can literally see energy coming out of them because right. they're so embodied. Exactly. And it's not about they have a ton of money or they're super successful at job. Their whole core is I'm living my life so fully with who I am and being really true to that and be passionate about who I am and what I want to bring to the world that all of that abundance, anything that's that's needed, tangibly speaking, is drawn in. They're embodied and they're connected. Connected. They're connected. Oh, yes. They're connected and that energy radiates. So this whole beginning of this last part of this year is very external energy now. This is all experiential. This wow. is connecting in the world this way, connecting to others this way. So very much about movement, very much about action, but continuing in that probably what we connected to very early in the year. You have to be connected to this throughout the whole thing. You can't jump ship about midway through when things get a little rough. Honestly, isn't that the way life typically can be? And now we're seeing this take place over a year. Right. But yeah, right. So after that, coming to the close of the year, we went from the Queen of Wands, King of Wands, Knight of Cups, and then it goes to the Six of Swords energy. The Six of Swords energy is about the transitional energy of movement going from A to B. It's the idea that when we are in change, when we are in flux of motion, when things are moving a little faster, we might lose a little control right? We might not be completely in charge of what's happening around us and what the outcomes are. And we might feel like a little rocked. We might feel like a little unstable because that energy is when change is actually happening. When you are living that energy of trust that who you are and what you bring to the world is going to pan out, you have to be able to also deal with the energy of instability. And a lot of times we want change, but we want stability. That's right. Those are antithesis energies. You're so right. So we have to get okay with. So the two big energies I've said felt in this whole thing that can be a little murky is that five of swords and now the six of swords. Because the six of swords is understanding that it isn't stable yet. When we're in change mode, we are getting there. We are getting to the stability. We are getting to the alchemy of it being locked in. And because where we're going at the very end of the year is the Six of Cups and the Ten of Swords, which tells me the Ten of Swords being the conclusion, which is interesting to me, because the Six of Cups is about the past. Interesting. The Six of Cups is about everything before. Wow. So the Six of Cups, and this feels to me, the type of reading this feels is change on an internal individual level changes the collective. And that's how this whole thing feels to me. This starts with the individual. Six of Cups is all the things we're connected to from the past, all the things that we're connected to that we see now as a reflection of something that we don't need anymore. It's not heavy in the sense it's bittersweet, right? We don't reflect back and say, I wish it was that way, or I miss that life, or I miss that person, or we look at it with fondness now. We look at it like it's just my past, period. And I think it could be as simple as not wanting to wear piece of clothing anymore. It feels like old me. It's like whatever that is, or it could be something you eat no longer Mm -hmm. tastes good to you anymore. 
I'm picking very superficial little things because Mm -hmm. the point is those superficial little things sometimes can help you understand who you are, like from a feeling perspective or talking to a certain person. Mm -hmm. Now we're getting a little deeper, right? So my point is it's anything that goes, oh, that's old me. Exactly. That's the person from the very beginning of the year or the person from 2023 and prior. Mm-hmm. I know for me in my lifetime, there are times I'm like, oh, that's old me. I used to love that. And to your point, I look at it actually with fondness, but I just know it's not me anymore. And that really seems to me the summary of this because the 10 of swords coming at the very last card at the end of the year, the 10 of swords is the ending. So the 10 of swords is we are killing it off once and for all old self. Old self. Wow. That is the culmination culmination of 2024. If you want it, if you choose to do this work and have this awareness mm-hmm. of yourself and the energy that supports you, you can leave this year a very different person and hopefully a more authentic you. I would say that's the theme of this year. Authenticity, Okay. People say living with truth. I feel like that's a little played out. But the idea of, I think, living authentically is the most important. And really doing that inventory of not only who you are, but what is it that you want to do with passion? With passion, because the queen and the king of wands, those are very fiery beings in the sense if they want to seize life. Like I'll flip it. I think if we're not really paying attention to this energy, we don't want to use it in the highest vibration. This can feel like we're forced to change when we don't want to. Wow. This can feel like we are a fish out of water in a new world that we haven't connected to. Why is this not the old person or the old world or the old situation? Because that's what I understand. But if you realize that it's not, so we are having to change. I'm so glad you are saying that because I do think that there are those that will be saying that to themselves or to the world. Why? Mm -hmm. I want old me. This is too much. I don't want this change to be thrusted, forced upon me. Yeah. And like going back to what you said, that about plutonic yes you know, aquarium with uranium they couldn't be more hardcore change in the sense of being uncomfortable and feeling like you don't belong where you are and if you want to go back there's nothing to go back to that's anymore. right it's not a new you it's the more authentic you it's and- also like collectively, the sphere of energy in the world is different. It's different. It's going to be different. There is different energy overall. You either change with that, you look at the end of the year, and this is the ten of swords. I want to say this, because this is the flipped energy. If we we are not in flow with this, this feels very painful. Wow. Ten of swords is I am longing and miss the old. It's painful to not be there. So again, choice, perspective. Perspective. You can mourn that or you can be excited. And And you can actually hug that old you. Say thank you to that mm-hmm. old you. Look where we've come. And mm-hmm. now we know ourselves even better and we can unapologetically be more of who we are as we go into this brand new time and space and world 
together because the more we can be authentically ourselves and put our own passions in the world, the better this world is going to be as a collective, the more we're going to love this world. Right. So, yeah. So we can look at this energy. And and I appreciate you bringing up the different ways of, and the perspectives. And I know, Michelle, we are going to have more of these conversations. And I have a feeling we'll touch base sometime during this year to really talk about that energy of where we are at that moment. And we always have so many other things to discuss. Thank you so much. I personally feel excited and much more prepared for what this year is going to bring. And for those who would like to hear more about the history and evolution of tarot, listen to episode 35 of season one of Seeking Center. And if you'd like to work with Michelle, which we highly recommend, you can email her at m at mtnolan.com. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Robin. That's been fun. Oh my God. This is so <laughs> exciting. It may be sometimes painful, but I'll know there is a bigger reason. Yes. The bigger reason is flow with change. Flow with change. Okay, everybody, flow with change. Mm-hmm. And keep us posted on what happens for you. Thank you.